Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Got the number one pick in the NHL draft, but the minute can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lars trash EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. And a very good Monday morning, February the 6th. Who said February is a slow sports month? Four hours of radio goodness on the way. I say good morning to a man who has now officiated another wedding, another notch in his belt, and that is my co-host. And congratulations to one Rick DiPietro. Hello. Hello, David. How are you? It's good to be back. Traveling with three uh, three young children is not the uh, not the greatest thing, but we made our way through it. We're back, ready to rock and roll. Let's go! All right, let's go. So we have, we have a lot to do. You know who's going to join us today? Nick Friedel. Oh, very who's, nice. Who's had his finger on the pulse of Kyrie Irving the entire way is going to join us. We don't have an exact time because he's very busy this morning. But I I would venture to guess seven o'clock hour. That's a guess. I don't know that right, for listen. sure. But that's a guess. It's fine. He's a big time guest. He's got big time things to do today with this guy. I mean, he uh, he's been entrenched with the Brooklyn Nets, so I'm sure he'll be all over the place. He'll cover out a nice little piece of time for us. That's all we need. Oh, absolutely, he will. So it's funny. I was just saying on the on the pre show um, meeting that we finished nine fifty eight on Friday, whatever time it is, and it's like, all right, have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. No idea. That Kyrie Irving is unhappy, will demand a trade. Later on Friday, it turns out that that becomes public. Woj, I think in the afternoon, uh, Woj tweets that Kyrie has now demanded a trade. By the time you sit down to watch the Knicks game last night, Kyrie Irving has been dealt to the Dallas Mavericks from beginning to end in, in less than 48 hours with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, it was time. It was time. I mean, we all, we all figured he'd be on his best behavior. This season, knowing he was trying to get himself a, I mean, this is a, a one-year deal he's on, trying to get a max extension. They said no no dice. Um, you know, there were going to be stipulations in the new deal if they decided to do a new deal. And he said, all right, then trade me. And let's do it before the deadline so whatever team picks me up can have my bird rights. He's unbelievable. <laughs> that guy, the guy is unbelievable. Why are you shocked? I'm, I don't I'm know not, how anyone is shocked. Oh, oh, oh I'm, not, I'm not shocked. But but I I can I mean he's f- as frustrating a player as I've ever seen because he loves drama he he loves it he feeds off of it he needs it he's had it five different times what were they like eighteen and two over a t- twenty game stretch you're like boy you know what they look legit and then we took a step back it's like wait at what point does it fall apart because 
they love drama or he loves drama. And that's where we are. And it ends very quickly. And this tenure, this run from Kyrie and Kevin Durant goes down as one of the epic failures in, I I would almost say, sports history. Yeah, this is the best you had seen him play, too. Right? And maybe this was part of the plan the entire time, was that he would show up once he got past the whole... The suspension early on and the tweet and, and everything else he was dealing with, he came back and he played really good basketball. And maybe that was part of the plan the entire time, was take this thing up to the deadline, try to get a deal worked out. If they weren't going to do it, then time to move on. How could they give him a long-term deal, though? They how, could, how, how could you possibly do that? No, they couldn't, they couldn't just give him a, a fully guaranteed max deal. No way. There's no chance they could have done it. And my, my favorite part of this entire story is that Joe Sy made it clear to Sean Marks that he would trade him anywhere but the Lakers. That's right. Loved it. He wants to go to the Lakers, trade him anywhere but the Lakers. You know what? Joe Sy was culpable in this, too. I mean, Of they, course he was. Every single step of the way, they, they caved to this guy, and they made him have tons of power and tons of control, and in the end, it bit them right in the butt is what happened. Well, he, listen, he had tons of power because the whole – the whole point of bringing on Kyrie was to get Kevin Durant. And because everyone thought that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were tied at the hip, then they were willing to do what was necessary to make them happy. And it started early with them coming in deciding that they didn't want Kenny Atkinson as the coach. They wanted to bring in Steve Nash and that Steve would coach one game and then KD would coach another and Kyrie would coach. This really doesn't need to be a head coach. Kyrie's off running his own it was own practices after Steve Nash was done. I mean, the, the reality of what happened here is with four seasons with the Nets, he played 143 games and missed 175. And, and I wonder how many of those were for legitimate reasons. Like how, how many of those were actual injury and how many of those were either you're suspended or he went missing or he left the team or any of those things. Well, yeah. Well, the first season he had the shoulder surgery. Well, that, and, that's, and, that's legit. Yeah, that's legit. And then he was, I mean, as vice president of the Players Association, was urging players not to go to the bubble because that makes perfect sense. And then you had the you had the vaccination stuff. And then you had the un- unrest at the Capitol, so he had to miss time for that. And then you had this season with the uh, anti-Semitism stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's been one thing after another. And I think when push comes to shove, I, I think they've probably grown apart. I can't imagine they're still tied at the hip. They're still probably buddies, but with all the drama that, that's followed Kyrie Irving and how this affects KD's like the blame will be on Ky- Kyrie. But I mean, the, the reality is, is that if Kevin Durant doesn't win another championship, it reflects poorly on his, on of his, of course legacy. it does. Well, look, look who he, 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 as you say, it's a good phrase was tied at the hip with you talk about making a bad decision. Awful decision. I mean, you go, your entire NBA career is tied at the hip to Kyrie Irving. How, how stupid is that in retrospect? A uh, bad decision, especially when you came from a perfect situation. I weren't getting the credit that you deserved, but still, I mean, you're playing with you got Steve Kerr as your coach. It's a it's one of the best run organizations in all of all of professional sports. Willing to spend whatever it takes. Look at their right. luxury tax bill they're paying now, and then you have you know Steph, the most unselfish superstar, and Draymond, and you got Clay. They know how to draft. They know how to develop. I would have said, listen, screw it. I'm happy. I can just I can just hoop because that's all he wants to do is just hoop. I don't have to deal with all the other stuff. Steph's one, you know, Steph's the face of the franchise. I can go just play and let's see how many championships we can win. Yeah, and they would have won a lot, but you know what? The, the 
connotation around it always would have been when he retired. Yeah, 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 he won. He won five championships or whatever it was, but he, he never won on his own. He never won as the guy. He never won on a team that wasn't ready-made. That's that's what it would have been. And I guess that that's not what he wanted, that he wanted to go out and be the big fish on a different team, and he thought he could do that with Kyrie his, as his 1B, and, you know, it blew up in his face. It really did. I, I would love... To, to have like, and it won't happen. Uh, an honest sit down with Kevin Durant right now, saying, "How do you feel about uh, Kyrie Irving right now?" He can't be happy. Uh, he and can't be livid. No, I mean he can't be because again, I mean Kevin Durant's of the mindset. I just want to go out and play basketball. Doesn't matter. Like there were stories about him, you know, traveling around with the basketball because that's all he wants to do is play basketball without all this drama. If he didn't have to speak to the media or any of that other stuff, he would do it. Like he just wants to play, and Kyrie's the polar opposite of that. Where, I mean, he's always involved in something. I mean, he might be one of the most selfish athletes I've ever... I can't think of anybody really more selfish than I've ever seen. I mean, they got, he got a coach fired, right? He, le- he left the team. He didn't tell them where he was going. Then he, 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 he won't get the vaccine, which, again, is, is different. Not as bad as other things that he's done. But, but still, when everyone else, you know, does it and plays and whatever, he refuses to do it. Then he comes out with the, the whole anti-Semitic tropes and all that kind of stuff. I mean, just really, it's thing after thing after thing with him. I think there are people that love the drama. You know, everyone has those people in their life. It's like, oh, my God, they love it. They eat it up. They can't get enough. I think Kyrie Irving is that person. He loves the drama, loves it. I think Kyrie loves Kyrie. I think Kyrie Irving is out for Kyrie Irving. More than, it, more than anything else, Kyrie Irving is the most important thing to Kyrie Irving. Right. I do and it for the love. It, and he felt like in, in this moment that before they got past this deadline, if Brooklyn wasn't going to give me the deal that I wanted, then get me out of here. This wasn't about winning a championship or sticking with his buddy and trying to win a championship and salvaging whatever this mess was because it's one of the biggest. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. It's an epic failure. Epic. Honestly. I mean, I can't, they, they think, I can't one- think of anything that's, that's a bigger failure, really, in sports. Off the top of my head, as far as putting a team together, and the way the way it blew up, I mean, this thing blew up. This never, they won one playoff series, one, one playoff series got swept by the Celtics, and now Kyrie's last game as a net was the forty three point loss, right, to the Celtics. Good, good luck, Dallas. That's I mean, listen, I know they need another star player to play with Luca, and there might be a time where you look at you like, boy, boy, he's very good, and this is going to work out. I promise you, it will not work out. I promise you, it will not work out down in Dallas. Well, the question is, what happens now? Because I, I, I would imagine that once he starts playing with them, his his agent, who's his, I think it's his, step, is it his stepmom, is his agent, that they're going to have to start, I mean, they're going to have to start talking contract stuff. You would think so. Because he can sign a two-year extension now, or he can wait and try to sign the four-year max. But, like, the thought that he was going to sit out, too, that was the other thing that came out. And you saw Jacques Vaughn. He's like, listen, I have a job. I show up. I signed a contract. I, this is what I'm supposed to do, just like all these players that sign contracts are supposed to. You could see the frustration that, that Kyrie wasn't playing. And they had some fakakta excuse, but he wasn't playing because he didn't get a deck. He, he wanted to be traded. But, like, what, what, what if they went with, you know, because everyone suggested go with the nuclear option. Don't give him his way. Keep him. He gives you the best chance to win a championship. So it should just ride through the season and then, and then break ties with him and be done? Yeah, that, a lot of people said, like, do they have a chance to win a championship now? This team now, does it have a chance to win a championship? A chance? I, I, I guess a chance. I mean, I don't think they would have, but I guess a chance. A better, a better chance yesterday than, or, or, or Saturday than they do today, yes. 
Right. They had a better chance with Kyrie yes. than they have now. Correct. So what a lot of people said was, no, you don't trade him. You made him ride. The, you make him ride this thing out so you can try to win a champion. Give yourself the best chance to win a championship, and then he can decide what he wants to do. But all of a sudden, the story comes out that he'll sit out the rest of the season. Like he won't even play. So Sean Marks is like, no, we're not doing that. Let's try to get as, as much as we can for him now. Try to you know, build, continue to build around KD. Because let's not forget, KD's got three years left. And he's, he's just fresh off of a trade request. Right? So yeah, yes, you got to try exactly. to keep him happy, too. Because he's, I mean, he's the guy. It's amazing. It, it, it is amazing. He, and he is the guy. I, I can't even believe. Uh, no, no one would have guessed this. When these guys, two guys signed I remember the report, and I don't know whether it was, you know, we're kind of doing a little CYA or if it was legitimately true that the Knicks said, we, we don't want Kyrie Irving. Maybe. Well, I think part of it was, it was they didn't want Kyrie Irving. Like, they didn't want to run the risk of just having Kyrie Irving. It, it, like, if things, for some reason, whatever happened, you sign Kyrie and then KD doesn't follow him. On top of that, having to pay all that money for that first season where KD didn't play. And then I think part of it, too, was protecting themselves because they weren't going to choose the Knicks. Right. Exactly. I think that was a big part of it. But, God, boy, what? A, do you remember a team that was put together that thought they had a real chance to be great that ended this poorly? I mean, well, let's one, not forget, they, too, they had James Harden, though, too, in that oh, mess. I, I, and, and traded him for not, what turns out to be nothing. And it sounds like Kyrie was part of the reason why he wanted out, most of the reason why he wanted out. Yes. So Ky- Kyrie Irving came here with the Nets. They won one playoff series. And it, it feels like he almost single-handedly burned down the franchise. Well, when you start talking about the amount of you know picks they leveraged and everything else, yeah. Right. Uh, you, you know, it was a big failure, and I don't think to this And now they're stuck with Ben Simmons. Yeah, enjoy that and, and, and the, the issues that he has following him around. How about Remember when the Eagles had the dream team? Yeah, I remember that. When, when they signed Asamoah, and they're like, oh. We we we're never going to lose, and they I don't think they made the playoffs. Like that was an epic failure. But this was not. This was how many titles do you think they win? Kind of a conversation. Yeah, right. Well, because I mean, a lot of these times when you start building super teams, you see, like in you saw this one, like Carl um, Malone and Gary Pay. Like when you try to put like these big names together, it's usually towards the back end of those players' careers. Like they start trying to chase championships. This was yeah. I mean, you had Kyrie and KD in their prime. You had James Harden in his prime. And it just what a flop! Ugh. It really was. It really, it really. I mean, e- epic. Th- this is an epic flop, an epic disaster. There's nothing positive to say about it, and it's now done. This portion of the show, driven by the All American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast, huge, enormous locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop AllAmericanFord.net. That's AllAmericanFord.net. But that's not it for us today. There's a lot more. Brian Cashman, I don't know if you heard this. He had something to say, which I I was appalled by, and I'm not even a fan <laughs> of the Yankees. The Knicks with, uh, you could argue. Best win of the season. I, as I was going to say, you could argue their best win of the season. Aaron Rodgers looks like there's going to be some stiff competition for him now with the Jets. I mean, there's you talk about a busy, bouncy, fruitful Monday. I mean, today's a great day for us here on 98.7, isn't it? It's a great day. I got a good story. I got a, I got a couple funny stories from the wedding, too, I'll tell you. Was were my comments discussed at all? I hope not. A lot, quite a bit, <laughs> quite a bit. Really? Oh yeah. So there's some some hatred out there. No, I think they because they know you because like Cassie's dad listens every day, right? But he thought he's like, wow, Dave really went in. I was like, yeah, Dave has an opinion. He's like, well, 
I think next time I see Dave, we'll have to we'll have to speak. Oh, uh oh. So, you, so your father in law is not going to go after me? Uh he's not. He wasn't overly thrilled. Oh, well, he knows I care for him, right? <laughs> he better. <laughs> okay, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I stand by it, though. A wedding one o'clock on a Friday, extraordinarily selfish. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I would think this could be a cross Bronx middle of the night weeping song for you. I think. I actually cried at the wedding. You cried at the wedding? I cried at the wedding, yeah. I'd like to see you cry. I've never uh, seen you cry. It's an ugly cry. You, really? Yeah, it's an ugly cry. <laughs> Kelly, the Kelly Clarkson cry was a, a ugly, ugly cry. Why did you cry at the wedding? Uh, Cassie's uh, Cassie's dad and sister had their father daughter dance. Oh, those are those are a lot to handle. And he yeah. picked he picked like the absolutely per like this, I think the song was written for that dance. It was. I made the mistake of like really paying attention to the words, and then it was it. So then I like, looked people, over. people are standing next to you talking to you and they're like, Rick? <laughs> no, I was sitting at the, I was sitting down and I looked over and my brother-in-law was crying. My sister-in-law was crying. I was crying. I look over my mother-in-law was crying. Cassie was videoing it. It's a lot of crying. There's a lot. It was a was lot your, of crying. Was Cassie crying? Um, yeah, of course. I'm sure she was. So everyone was crying. Yeah, it was emotional. Come from a family of criers, huh? It was. Yeah, it was emotional. <laughs> my goodness. All right. So. We got Woj, we got Kendrick Perkins, we got Frank Isola. We we got a lot of people to listen to. We we want to get to the calls as well. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Um, the Nets did make a trade, and we kind of forget that uh, Spencer Dinwiddie um, was it Dorian Finney-Smith, right? A first round pick and a second round pick is that, or multiple second round picks? Is that the deal in totality? That's the deal. That is the deal. Um, 
So let's let's examine the trade a little bit as well. Here is Woj yesterday saying Nets trying to kind of reload on the fly here during the season. Brooklyn, listen, they want to stave off another Kevin Durant trade request. They want him to hang in there with them, at least through the trade deadline. And, you know, it remains to be seen whether the Nets have enough to get out there in the marketplace and get a high-level co-star mm-hmm. for Kevin Durant. How, how are you going to – you can't do that now. Are they going to try? Now, by Thursday, to get a high-level co-star? Try. Who's that, yeah, that going to be? Um, some names out there. Uh, Zach Levine's a name that's been out there. Here's the problem, is that you've seen Kyrie win a championship as the second guy. Yes. Right? So, I mean, the pieces that they add are not like, like Nets fans like Spencer Dinwiddie. He's having a good season. Oh, they're, they're listen, Dorian Finney, but they're, they're fine pieces. They're, they're not Kyrie. No. Here, the other problem for the Nets, too, is that Ben Simmons is not, is not the guy. No, he's not. He's not the guy. He can't shoot. He's an offensive liability. Uh, Doesn't really want to play. Some, I mean, right, who some, knows if he wants to play? Mental issues going on there. Like he's so far, and for the past couple of years, he's been a disaster. Is what he's been. Right. So uh, now you're asking Kevin Durant to come back and stick with you, knowing that his his championship aspirations have been hampered a little bit here. I can't wait to hear Kevin Durant. Now I, I, I'll say this though. Now, once you take that that drama out of the locker room, and Kevin Durant can come back and just in this team, Jacques Vaughn can just just focus on basketball. I'll be interested to see what they look like because Kevin Durant is still one of the best players in the NBA, no doubt. So if all of a sudden now you have you know the the right pieces playing the right roles around him, and they can just focus on playing good team basketball, what does that mean for them? Fair, but but the way they're currently constituted, you think they could beat Milwaukee? No. Or Boston. I, I find that very hard to believe. No, I mean, listen, as big a pain in the ass as Kyrie is, it's I mean, great. He's still, he was having a great why, season. Rick, why do you think the Nets and every other team he's been on allows him this leeway to do almost whatever he wants? Because he is that good. Yeah, right. And that's why, that's why Dallas is going to hold their nose and they made this deal. That's right. Because Dallas needs that second star player. They don't grow on trees. He's that guy. He wants to get paid. They seem, you know, the West is kind of wide open right now. But, I I mean, there's no way you can convince me that this is going to work out in Dallas. No, especially if they don't want to, especially after watching how this has turned out with the Cavs, with Boston, now with the Nets, especially especially if you sign him to a, a four-year max deal. <laughs> at, a, at a minimum, you got to say, go out there and prove me something the rest of the season. Yeah, but you just—I mean, that they gave up. I mean, that's a substantial package they just gave up to get them because they—they're all in. Look at the West. Who's the team in the West that you say is—is is you can't get past that team? Uh, maybe Denver. M- maybe. I mean, Memphis hasn't played well. They've been struggling, but right, they've lost. Yeah, it's wide open. Nine. Maybe I mean the Clippers are good, but I mean again, my point is, I think that they look at it and say this year we're right there now with everybody else. I don't know that they are, but I think they're not far off. Certainly. No, I understand that, but still, like, I mean, to give up what you just gave up, to to have you know the rest of the season as a as essentially a tryout to see yep. whether or not he fits and if you want to sign him long term, knowing that yeah, he'll be on his best behavior, just like he was on his best behavior once he came back from this little suspension he had and played great basketball. But then the second you give him long term security, yep, you've already seen what happens. Oh, we know you can't. Um, for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer those toughest questions. 
Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people even safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop right on by and say hello. 1-800-919-3776. Every phone line is jammed up. Let's get to it. D-Rock, Brooklyn. D-Rock, good morning. Lead us off. You're on 98.7. Gentlemen, good morning. It's been a while. Y'all know I'm a huge Nets fan. I am dancing. I'm happy. We finally, it's the end of the era. E-R-R-O-R. Tyree ruins everything he touches. He's a saboteur. It's, it, but I got to disagree with something y'all said. It's not an epic failure because we were able to cut the cancer while saving the patient. We still have Kevin Durant. Yeah, for you now. still have Kevin Durant. For now. You still have a chip. Yeah, for now you do. I'm sorry? Yeah, but for now you do, but, D-Rock. <laughs> for now. But for now we do. Okay, so let, so oh, now but, it's time for Sean on. Marks. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I, I want to keep you on because you are you're a, a tried and true Nets fan. This deal, do you feel like your team has a better or worse chance to win a championship this season? I'm going to argue better, and here's why. You got better defensively. You have somebody that you can finally trust at, at point guard with, with Dinwiddie, although it's not the talent. Uh, scoring, you do take that loss there, but you, you've, you've improved defensively. Dorian Finney-Smith is a very good 3-and-D wing. I, I think a lot of us were surprised that we actually got him. We were expecting maybe Christian Wood and, and, and Tim Hardaway Jr. We were able to get two guys that can defend. That's a plus for, for Brooklyn. So now it's time to get that second coastal. I, I would imagine that everybody still on the roster, because I don't know if y'all saw this from Mark Stein. He tweeted this uh one twenty seven in the morning. But uh, sources say they have not ruled out potentially moving Dinwiddie elsewhere. Uh, that's from Mark Stein. So it all amounts to Sean Marks figuring out how to retool this roster by Thursday. And if he does that, Kevin Durant will be happy because he's going to win. How far we get in the playoffs, depending on what we do, I'll call back maybe Friday. I'd be willing to put some money on it. All right. But we'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't think we're going to start gambling with you, but we appreciate the phone call. I think it's a good call. And l- let's see Let's see how it winds up. I think that's fair. But I'm sorry. No, I think that's fair, but I, don't, I just don't know where you're finding someone else of. Now, I get that Kyrie's the distraction. He's I agree with you 100%. Else, you're not, where are you l- finding listen, someone that good? You're not finding Ky- Kyrie Irving, when his head is on straight and he's playing basketball, is one of the best players in the league. And it's that simple. So, yeah, it feels like, okay, we, you know, he's, he's excited. And he should be excited because, again, I mean, this was just, it was one thing after another. But I think at, at the end of the season, depending on what moves are, are made before Thursday, if they can add another piece or whatever they need to add to try to give themselves the best chance to compete for a championship, is you have no idea whether or not Kevin Durant is going to be satisfied at the end of this. No. If he looks around the landscape of the NBA and goes, okay, where's the other superstar coming from? And if they can't get him one, is he going to want? Like, is he going to want to stay? Uh, we have no idea. We have to. Wait. We haven't heard a word from Durant or his camp yet. So we'll, we'll wait and we'll like see. Like Kevin Durant can't afford to keep wasting years, man. No. What, what is he? Thirty three. He's thirty four. Thirty four. You're right. And 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 it's not a young thirty four. He's got a lot of miles on that body. Yeah, he's dealt with injuries. Yeah, he's thirty four years old. He'll be thirty five in September. Yeah. So this, this, yeah, they, they need to win. He needs to win, and it has to happen now. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. 
Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. This is a feisty topic. And Nets fans and NBA fans are lined up and want to talk to us in here. Would you like to talk to the people? I'd like to speak to whoever is the marketing consultant for Nature's Valley. <laughs> I still, it makes no sense to me. Uh, all right. You, you gotta what are you doing? That that's uh, what is Nature's ball. Valley? What is it? What what do you mean? It's a, it's you have a any idea? bar. Yes, it's a yeah. It's you a do because you love them. I love them, but everybody loves them. No, not everybody. Not everyone knows what it is. But listen to what happens every time we do the read. You have a nervous breakdown. It's free publicity. It's free advertising for them. They're you're getting exactly see, what they want out of the what, reads. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to run into the guy who walks around the neighborhood in a suit. And I'm going to be like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Well, I was listening to the show, and you said just get out there, and you'd be happy because you're out there." Nature's Valley. You know what they're going to do? They're going to send a crate to me and say, whatever you do, do not share these with Rick. Because you're so nasty about the people in Nature Valley. So I'm the, I'm the, uh, I'm the Lakers in this whole thing. Send as many boxes, just you're, don't send them to Rick. You're the, you know, you are, you're the Kyrie Irving of the Nature Valley Reads. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, it's what you are. Let's get to Robbie. What are you doing? It, Cockroaches. That, that to me, cock, oh God, he talks down to people. It's so terrible. Let's go to Robbie in Connecticut. Good morning, Robbie. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. So I was at a mix of emotions as a Nets fan when the trade happened with Kyrie, obviously, because, you know, you're trading your second-best player and a superstar. But when you look at what they got in return, they got taller in length. And honestly, watching all these games throughout the year, that's one thing they struggle with. If there's anything I'd like to see them get as well is a backup center for Claxton, because when he comes off the court, Sharp is just unaware. And I think a Kwame Brown, essentially, if I could put it, um, in terms of basketball IQ. So now with all these picks that they got, I guess the question is, where do they go from here? I mean, you guys brought up Zach Levine. There were talks that they were talking to Toronto yesterday, so does that mean that they're trying to get Siakam and possibly Gary Trent? Or 
what just hit me this morning, and I think it's unrealistic, but it's something to be talked about. There was points in Atlanta where Trey Young was frustrated with Nate McMillan. Do they call and say, hey, what's it going to take for Trey Young? Who knows? But with all these picks, I'm curious to see who's the second asset for Kevin Durant. Now you say all these picks, though, but, I mean, you also gave away a lot of your picks to get James Harden, too. So, I mean, listen, I don't know if you find anyone that's going to be the equivalent of, of Kyrie Irving. Maybe you no, find no, someone that no, has no. less drama and you fits don't. better in what you you're don't. trying to do. but You don't. You can't. How, how can you? I mean, Kyrie Irving is one of the top players in the NBA. You're not going to get that. No. No, you're not going to get that. And you're losing a guy who, uh, I mean, 27 points a game, shooting, you know, Almost fifty percent, thirty-seven from three. Like he's, I mean, he's awesome. But maybe you find someone that's less of a distraction. I, I think that's fair. That fits better what you know what Jacques Vaughn's trying to do. That's going to be consistently on the court, consistently available. But I still have a hard time believing that you're going to get past Milwaukee or Boston. How, how about? And again, I don't, I don't know this to be true. I'm just throwing it out there. And and he probably doesn't want to get dealt. But how about like Dame Lillard? Says you know what that'd be the perfect fit for me. I think that's on Dame Lillard to decide whether or not he wants to to leave Portland. Well, sure. But, I mean, if you're Dame Lillard, wouldn't you at least explore that as an option? Yeah, probably. I mean, you would think at some point he's going to want to try to win a championship. But is treading water here in Portland. That's a team that might go there. Yeah, but does he think that, I mean, I I think part of the problem with Dame Lillard is that he he thinks he should be attractive enough to have someone want to come play with him. I don't think he's, he's not right about that, but that has not happened. No, I understand it hasn't happened. I think it's easy to say when you call in today because you just happen to be done with Kyrie Irving that, you know, we got longer, we got better defensively, and we could add another piece, a backup center, if it's uh, whoever it ends up being. You know what that is? She she wasn't right for me anyway. She, she you know, my, my family didn't like her, and she was difficult to, to, you know, get ready before we went out to parties, and she wouldn't eat anything when we went out. Like, you are now, oh, every excuse in the book, you are fine. Oh, look what, look what we got here. We got Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, who are fine players, but they do not match the equivalent of what Kyrie Irving is. I'm sorry. No, but to finish my point is that's fine, and I would probably be doing the same thing right now if I was a Nets fan because you're always, like, you're trying to keep hope alive that you can compete to win a championship. But that that all changes if Kevin Durant decides he doesn't want to be a net anymore. Like that's that's the biggest key to this whole thing is whether or not you can do enough for the rest of this season before this deadline to let Kevin or whatever the plan is that you can sell to Kevin Durant that makes him want to stay here. Because let's not forget that Kevin Durant asked to be traded this offseason. Or I'll come back, but Sean Marks and Steve Nash need right. to be fired. Right. I'll be back, but you have to completely revamp the entire organization. How about this tweet from uh, from Kyrie? <whistles> a, kind of a goodbye. Boy, if you were a Nets fan, I, wouldn't you detest this guy? Yes. Uh, thank you, Nets World fans and supporters for the love on and off the court. I will forever be grateful that I got to live out my dream that I had as a kid with y'all. I do it will love. always be for me and my family. That's, so, that's it was your, so it was your dream to now be despised by Nets fans. Yeah, it was his dream to almost single-handedly ruin a franchise. That warrior <laughs> that I am. I love it so much, I think I should destroy it. Yeah, and, and ruin it on my way out. Let's go to Chris in Newark. Good morning, Chris. You're on 98.7 ESPN. 
Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, it's a very, very long, very long weekend. You know, I grew up a Nets fan. It's just, uh, it's just been, it's been a roller coaster of a lifetime. Like rooting for this team, I love them, but it's, you know, it's over. Uh, Kyrie's gone. We have, we have to trade KD. There's no point in trying to salvage this. He's gonna want to leave. We can't find a star. I mean, I have a three-team trade proposal. I don't know. I don't know if you guys are gonna like agree with it, but just hear me out. I want to send KD to Phoenix for you know Mikael Bridges and maybe uh, Sarek and picks, and maybe flip those picks to Atlanta for John Collins. Sean Marks has already touched base with Atlanta about John Collins. Let's just get like young and athletic, and, and get some wings in here that'll run. You know, give Cam Thomas a shot, but. We just have to move on. Like holding on to KD, it's it's pointless. It's pointless. What what are we doing? Well, what why, Chris? You're obviously a big Nets fan. You sound like a pretty rational fan. If you could add another piece, and I don't know that you can, but if you could spend the next couple of days to add that second piece, wouldn't you want to keep him and build around him instead of just so flippantly moving on from him? Dave, I would want to, but like realistically speaking, who's out there? Who who are we going to get? I mean, that's at Kyrie's uh, level. If, yeah, not, I mean, he doesn't. I mean, obviously, Kyrie is one of the best players in, in the league. But you know, we're not going to get. I don't think we're going to get anyone even close to his level that that would be available. It, it just, I don't see. So I heard another caller say Trey Young, and it's, it's like I, I don't think I don't think Atlanta is going to part ways with him. Dame, he, he he's not going anywhere. He's already stated that he wants to stay in Portland. Who, who are we going to get? I just don't see an, I don't see another trade another out there to bring back at least a star. Yeah, not, maybe not even a superstar, but a well, star. I don't. Okay, but uh, but here's the thing, though. I mean, you still have to. I mean, you just got swept. Like you had KD and Kyrie, and you got swept by Boston. So I would imagine if you're going to get by, I mean, if you get through Milwaukee and Boston, you're going to need you're going to need somebody to pair up with Kevin Durant. I, I, or, I or here's the other so thing: this, quick to move on from Durant. No, no, they're not going to like they're, they're going to try to salvage this thing because they feel like with Kevin Durant, they have a a legitimate coach in place now. That if they get some, you know, another piece or two, that they can do enough around him to make him feel like they're you know they're building towards a championship. But I think you also have to remember you're still saddled with Ben Simmons in that contract too. Oh, what a bad deal that is. He is he is brutal. Which was part like an, another one because you decided that guys they wanted they wanted Harden Harden comes and then I don't think we know the entire story but a lot of it was that he was just fed up with the whole Kyrie thing. I can't blame him. Okay, so then they, he forces your hand. You, you got to trade with Philly and you, you end up with Ben Simmons. Come on, bad trade. And now that, you're stuck with that brutal trade. And bet bet you can't even get Ben Simmons signed onto the court now. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, whole- he's a less he's a less vocal Kyrie right now. This minus the, minus the talent. Just a disaster. Cockroaches. Uh, I boy, I don't know how you could, uh, anybody, I don't know how anybody could, could call and be like, boy, Kyrie, we're, we're going to miss him so much. What a great guy. What a great teammate. What a, like, other than he was immensely talented, he made every single step of the way almost impossible for this franchise. Yeah, I don't think anyone thinks he's a great teammate. I think they're just, they get, they're in awe of his, of his skill level and talent and production. That's it. Yeah, let's go to Yov in Israel. Good morning, Yov. Good morning, Rick. morning, Dave. How about the Nets? I was so happy. I mean, Kevin Durant once said it wasn't cool to be a Knicks anymore. Yeah, let's see how, how you're doing in Brooklyn, man. Oh, he already wanted out of Brooklyn. Why are we pretending? He already asked to be traded from Brooklyn. 
Yeah. Like, that's why is it going to be different this offseason? Yeah, yeah. That, that's just a joke. This this Brooklyn organization is completely joke. But about the Knicks, really quick. I mean, watching this team, it's so frustrating because I watched, I, I, like, last night against Philadelphia. We're up eight, four, four, three minutes to go. And I find myself, I wish we were down right now because it's so heartbreaking when they have those lead and they, they find a way to lose that game. Like Saturday to the Clippers, that Batum free was so heartbreaking. I mean, they are so frustrating in crutch time because it seems like every time they find a way to lose. And again, I don't want to seem very positive after a big win today, but after a big win yesterday, but I mean... This is that. This is how I feel about them right now. Uh, but Yov, I mean, of all days to call with this tact, the game they had an eight-point lead. It never, it never got close down the stretch of that game. Yes, but Dave, Saturday, Yov, you sound like you listened to Ty. You, you sound like you listened to Ty yesterday. Ty's take yesterday was he wishes that they would have just, as a Knicks fan, you wish they would have just lost the game to the Clippers rather than have your heart broken like that and, and gone into because overtime. Rick, I can't. I just can't go sleepless to work after those loss. I can't go to sleep. When Batum hit that three, I can't go to sleep. So it's so heartbreaking for me. So, yes, I would rather lose by 10 or 15 and not get in, in emotionally involved in the game. And then Batum hitting this three. And as a fan, I'm sitting in my home. And knowing Yo, that they're they, going they, to lose they, that I, game. I don't understand. I, uh, for the life of me, I don't understand. They had their best win of the season. And you're calling, complaining about things? And and I sit, tend to be negative when it comes to the Knicks too. But my God, how today of all days is that the tack that you take? I don't understand it. No, you can't. Not today. I mean, that was a great win. That I was a gutsy win. I, I would. I mean, coming off that game on Saturday that went to overtime I, and fall behind by twenty points, I would have bet you anything that they would have lost that game last night. And to fight back and outscore Philadelphia by thirty in the final what what forty minutes of the game. A phenomenal job. They went on a 17 0 run. It was a phenomenal job by the Knicks. And we're going to call them, we're going to complain about them today? No, not today. I mean, if you wanted to nitpick, you say, I mean, can we start, can we stop missing all these free throws? But that was a huge win, man. It was I mean, the biggest win on, of the not, season. Not today. It was a great win. No, you put the whole thing in context, having your heart ripped out the way they did. You play an extra five minutes. You're back to back days. You go out there, you fall behind by 20, and you, you rise from the ashes like a phoenix, and you win that game? We got down the stretch, offensive rebounds, winning 50-50 balls. Fournier contributing, Ducey contributing, Hartenstein. Randall with a couple big offensive rebounds, a couple big buckets. How about Embiid? He just, he just like gets his low post position and, and literally like mauls Hartenstein every Look time. Look at the size of him. I know he's enormous. He's enormous, man. <laughs> but he's he, he's throwing elbows. Like Hartenstein's trying to defend him with his head. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Very strange. Let's go to D in Queens. D, I'm sure you're in a very good mood this morning. You're next up on 98.7. Listen, I'm going to start this off with the Warriors were in the finals, and they lost Durant for nothing, basically. And the Celtics were in the finals, and they let Kyrie walk for absolutely nothing before I speak. I'm going to start it there. That, those were the two teams in the finals last year. No matter what happens after the trade deadline, Sean Marks needs to be fired. Like, his, his, his list of transgressions are enormous. Like, he should not have his job. That's where this all goes back to. Okay? You fire Kenny Addison. You hire your buddy Steve Nash, who is incompetent. 
you use all your assets for James Harden. Then you go out of your way to alienate James Harden. You you keep Kyrie too long. You trade him for pennies on the dollar. You trade um, Harden for um, pennies on the dollar. You had a trade available for Jalen Brown and and some draft picks, which you should have taken. That's probably the best trade you were going to ever get for Durant. And you and now all you left with was Durant, and he might not want to stay. And what crumbs? He stinks as a GM. And like like that's where all this starts with starts and ends with. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, from the get-go, though. I mean, from the get-go, man. I mean, this is what happens. And I get why they did it. I understand why they did it. But it was just, I mean, the second the second they signed K- KD and Kyrie, they just gave full control of the organization. To those you know guys. what they did? They sold their soul is what they did. We, we right. will give everything we have to have these guys, and it completely blew up in their face. Completely blew up in their face. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the biggest problem was is that they uh, – if it was if it wasn't an assumption, it was something that they they thought the entire time, or for most of the time, was that in order to keep KD happy, they had to make sure Kyrie was happy as well. So I mean, you're trying to keep both of those guys happy. You're you're bending over backwards, and then when you try to actually reassert yourself and say we're not going to have a part time player because you're losing, that whole thing goes out the window. Right? Then you cave on that. <laughs> I mean, it's just you, you can't even make up what they did with this guy. And then in the end, he's like, get me out of here. Well, yeah, because, again, I think this was part of his plan. He would come in. He would sign the deal because he wa- I mean, he wanted to be a Laker. They, that wasn't going to happen. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to recommit myself to the, net, the Nets, knowing the entire time that he'd be on his best behavior. He'd play like he normally does, which is great. And then as he got to the, to the deadline, he would try to figure out whether or not he was going to get the deal he wanted, and if he couldn't, he was going to force himself, force his way out, so whatever team traded for him would have his bird rights. That was the plan. Amazing. Well, you know what? He got what he wanted, except he's in Dallas rather than L.A. And I love, I love that Joe Sy was like, trade him anywhere, just not the Lakers. Not gonna, what are you doing? Not going to happen. Love I it. love that too, but Joe Sy is, I mean, it, listen, Sean Marks has not done a good job with this, but Joe Sy is, I mean, he has to. Oh, he's got to eat crow. He has to shoulder, yeah, he has to shoulder some of this blame too. Oh, 100%. Everyone has to shoulder blame. You let this guy run things from day one when he got here. And now you can't be stunned that it blew up in your face like this. No, you can't be stunned. I mean, it's here. And the amazing part is this, is that they'll try to make these moves and, you know, they. They had a Phoenix offer that they didn't take. They had a Lakers offer they didn't take. They had right. the initial Dallas offer that they rejected and then ended up with this offer. And they'll try to make a move or two before Thursday. But, I mean, this is all going to come down to whether or not Kevin Durant wants to stay. And I don't know why. Like, if he asked for a trade this offseason and he gave you, I mean, his list was was Phoenix in Miami. Like, he's all set with the whole the whole notion that he has to win on his own. Like, he just wants to win now. That's evident. Like, I just want to win a championship. Doesn't matter if, if you think I went to a ready-made spot or not, because those are two ready-made spots. I want to win a championship. So what, I mean, what, what's going to change his mind now? I don't know. If you can add legitimate talent around him or show him a plan. I, I don't know. I, I look forward to hearing from him, though. I can't wait for that. Oh, what's the plan going to be? I don't, listen, I have no idea. I mean, you're still stuck with Ben Simmons, who doesn't it does appears to not. He's really gonna be the last play. one standing here. Oh, <laughs> so the plan's gone. The, oh, your plan is gone. Oh, why would we, you ever leave Golden State, KD? Why? I under, I, I really understand I why he did. I don't. His, 
biggest mistake was tying his legacy to Kyrie Irving. I'm going to hitch my wagon to Kyrie, who couldn't find a way to, to make it worth work with LeBron, and then... Anyway, really. Somehow made somehow made Boston a worse team when he played for them. Like, this was going to be the guy. They, could, they couldn't get him out of Boston quickly enough. Tried what? and true. What an and the amazing disaster. part is the, the amazing part is LeBron still wanted him. LeBron got them to finally offer the two picks to get him. But but you know but you know because LeBron is desperate to try to win, and that's the thing is that everyone is is so in just enraptured with what he's capable of doing when things go well with him. Yeah, but that was I mean that's strictly that's strictly desperation from LeBron. Well, I mean they they're not winning anything the way they're currently constituted, right? No. So that's the no. thing. Teams, you know what? That's people. the actual. You know what's funny is that uh, I'm glad we just brought this up because I was thinking about this yesterday. The Lakers actually make me feel better. Like when I don't feel good about the Knicks, the Lakers actually make me feel better about the Knicks because the Lakers have maybe, if not the best, the second best player of all time, and Anthony Davis, and have a worse record than the Knicks somehow in the West. Well, look, look. First of all, Davis been out for a, a lot of the year, and look at their look at their team. Yeah, but still, it's the West, and they're four games under five hundred, and they're not going to get in. You're right. It, it makes me feel a little bit better about my team. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.